Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Al. And I'm Jen. And oh. your voice is, like, deep for no reason right now. Deep. Deep. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. <laughs> How are you? I am tired. How are you? Good. I haven't seen you in two weeks. It's been a while. Yeah? I forgot your face. Well, it's right really, here. I really forget it. We have, we have similar features, so I look hope you don't forget go, my face. Oh, look. It's Jen. Wait, no. <laughs> I have beard. So, to has life in the you haven't been sick world, because in the I have been sick world, it kind of sucked a little bit. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What have you been up to? Living. Living? Living the dream? On a prayer. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> bon Jovi. Yep. We're we're from New Jersey. It's a thing. Yep. I think I think anyone would make that that reference because it's kind of funny. It is. It, I like it. I don't know if everyone would, but a lot of people would. A lot. So I'll give you that one. Yes. Yes. See. We. Oui. That's as far as I go. <laughs> anyway. Um. So you were sick. Yes, I, I was. I was sick for a, a week, two weeks, a week and a half, whatever. And an amount of time. An amount of time. But that's why you guys didn't have an an episode at all last week. Because I was sick. And I was trying to keep my germs to myself. Good. Yes. And I did get tested and all of that was negative. The rapid and the PCR. So we're good. See, if you didn't elaborate and you said tested, I would have been like, did you have an essay or... But <laughs> you ruined it. Thank you. You're welcome. I like to be thorough. So, on Harry Potter news, by the way, since this is a Harry Potter podcast, by the way, I'm going to say the thing. Yes, you're going to say the thing. So the cast is reuniting for New Year's Day, Mm -hmm. for a release on New Year's Day, rather. And that's exciting, because what is going to happen? Because rumors have floated around for an abstract adaptation of the cursed shot. Sorry, I threw up a little bit. Um, and them coming together shortly after these rumors makes my brain go, it's confirmed. Even though it's not. No, they're just doing it because it's the anniversary. There, It would be nice if they did an adaptation because they'd be the, no, 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 the appropriate no. age. If they did anything for yes. Harry Potter. Don't, don't bring up, no, no, no cursed child. But no. if it is the cursed child... The- I'll accept it. Not as canon, but as just more Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Universe kind we'll, of thing. we'll end up going over it. It's fine. But I'm excited, which then led to a conversation between me and the boyfriend where he's like, you would totally fangirl if you saw them. And I was like, what? And he's like, if, if all of us went to the Harry Potter store and look, there's Daniel Radcliffe, and he's standing with Emma Watson, and they're right in front of you. And you're like, huh, 
And before you can say anything, they wave at somebody behind you. And who is it? Rupert Grant. I wouldn't fangirl, but I would, like, really want a picture. I would be, like, I'd, I'd not shove people, but mentally I would. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like reality's happening in front of me, so I would like be like calm and stuff. But in my head, I'm like grabbing that child and I'm yeeting him across the room. I'm that person pushing him to the floor kind of thing. Yeah. But since like my sensible nature would be like, don't do those things. Those are bad. You might leave a bad impression. Yeah. I would be like, oh, oh, hey. Like. You're awesome. Thank you for for being part of a a movie series and and essentially the book series for a series that I really really enjoy. And my brother and I have a podcast. And then that was that would be the end of it. And then I'd fangirl outside away from them. Fair enough. You know. And he's like, "Well, what if it was Dame Maggie Smith?" I'm like, "Oh, see now I can't. See, I just can't." Now he's crossed the line. Yeah. Because you can't pick the favorite, like. Like, if it's Gary Oldman, bro. Where, where? I'm gonna be like, say the thing. Say the thing. Say the thing. <laughs> Five, ten years of it, I did my way to. Yes, yes! Like, you know, actually in the right yeah. order. I'd have been like, yes! Yeah. But you know what? I really like him in all of his roles, though. He's a. Because he's a great actor. He is. So is Dame Maggie Smith. There's actually a meme online that I saw a while ago. Where it was like, imagine waking up and looking in the mirror, and you're not actually you, you're Gary Oldman, but it's because he prepared so well for the role, you actually thought that you were your own person. And I'm like, you know, Gary Oldman does that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, pretty freaking awesome. He's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, everything else is like, I mean, they're filming the next movie. Yes. Well, they've already filmed it, right? They've they've already filmed Are most of it. They're doing something? they're doing some of those little reshoots that they okay. have to do because I think it's coming out in April, right? Yeah. Well, you know what's really interesting? I found out about movies. You know, you would assume that there's like a cutoff period, right? In which now this is the final version of the movie, and now a month passes, yes. and. There's the release, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And you don't watch this series that I do. Uh, CGI artists react. They had Seth Rogen on there. And you know how he's a film director as well. Yes. He's like, you know, that whole like cutoff, like, you know, you have to give us time is BS. Yes. You can, you can edit a scene in a movie that hasn't been released yet the day before it releases. Yes. Like... That's interesting. Well, because it's not the same process as it used to be, where mm. you had to literally go through film and slice yeah, the yeah. film and then put it back together. All of it is digital. They can just so grab they that can scene literally, yeah. And then just make the changes they need. Yeah, no. That's why I was like, really? Yeah, as long as they're able to get the the video to theaters with enough time to, you know, get them out imagine just like hey check your email this is the latest version of x blockbuster movie (laughs) at the end updated yeah updated version three yeah (laughs) you're just like where are the other versions (laughs) updated version four final 
<laughs> updated version five. Final, final. Final, final with extra with, with end credit scene. It's like <laughs> we had the premiere in an hour. <laughs> Are you serious? It says updated five with actually need it. Final, final. Final. Yeah, it says final, final in it. So it's twice. So you know it's final. And then ten minutes before release, version six. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I was I was really surprised. Um, but that's like an interesting. Anyway, um, more on the Harry Potter stuff. There's like everything else is like fairly quiet. There's nothing else yeah, happening. In November really. is the end of November now. Yes. Basically next week, um, is the the house competition, house trivia competition on USA TBS. One of those. I don't remember which one. A show that I I'm going to watch it. And then we have to figure out how to get onto season two. True. Google. Start Googling. You start Googling. So anyway. <laughs> you know, um, there's not much else happening. It's the movie, the special, the show. No news on any of the games. No. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not a single peep. Funnily enough, there's a game coming out in a couple of years called Ashes of Creation. Mm-hmm. Which is like an MMO kind of like territory building kind of thing. One of the magic weapons they have in that is a wand. And they totally recreated the animation, um, like, qu- like quickened from Harry Potter. Where there's like swishing and stuff like that. Like, like very like dually kind of animation. Nice. And I was like, when I play that game, I'm using a freaking wand. Well, of course. So, yeah. Incredible. Anyway, do you have anything to, to, to input here on anything? I, I made lunch today for everyone. Yes, you did. I made, fr- I, well, chicken and shrimp fried rice. Yours was just chicken. Yes. Because you don't like shrimpies. I like fried shrimpies. Yeah, no, these were not fried shrimpies. No, they were They were very yummy, though. I believe it. And yours was a little bit extra spicy. <laughs> well, because gochujang. Yeah, well, you hate me. Why'd you put so much? I also put a, a bunch of sambal. So why do you hate me so much? Because you like spicy stuff. It burned my throat. It's fine. Okay. Those cells will fix themselves. It's fine. Huzzah for vocal cord damage. That wouldn't have been your vocal cords... That would have been your esophagus. It's different That's stuff. Better. Yeah, it's fine. You'll be fine. It's still yummy. Right? Yeah. Okay then. So anyway, you know what's really yummy? This drink. The yes. Monster Dragon iced tea. It's raspberry tea. Yep. It's delicious. I will link you so you can get your own. They are Sounds really good. not that expensive for 12 of them. These big, I almost said big butt, but bad mm-hmm. These big versions, uh, it's $21 for a dozen. That's not bad at all. It's less than $2 per, where if you went to like a 7-Eleven, they're like $3.50, $4 each. Yes. So. That would be correct. But anyway, let's get back to Harry Potter. Yes. Um, we are still talking about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. 
Also, I want to apologize because we are very, like, disjointed here. The one week off really is detrimental. It really messes with us. Yeah. Just a smidge. So let's get into it. Okay? Yes. So, Harry Potter and the Lord of the Phoenix. We are on... In season five, mm-hmm. episode 23... Where we go over chapter 22, 21. 21. So it's season five, episode 22. <laughs> I'm not sure. Do we have one extra? Is it we have extra? one extra. No, Sorry. Because, because we did a catch up. We did another catch up one. We did two catch up. I love catch up. You did we have two catch up ca- how about, episodes. How about I go look right now? So we find out. Because. We're on episode. Something. 20 something. No, we're gonna be we're gonna be super duper professional about this right now, okay? Because we haven't been thus far. Episode twenty two. Okay. Episode twenty two. I don't know why I said twenty two. Twenty two. Like very enunciated. Find out next time. Yes. So episode twenty two. Mm-hmm. Chapter twenty one. Yes. The Eye of the Snake. But before that, recap. Um, Hagrid's back. And he's beat up. Yes. But he won't talk about it. And Umbridge, Loki wants to fire him. It is not a secret. No, he says, no, I will save him. And he's like, no, I'm good. Done. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Overall recap is the Ministry... Is trying to take over Hogwarts. The end. Yes. Done. And Umbridge is terrible. Yes. And Dumbledore is ignoring Harry. It's rude. Right. And they created a defense against the Dark Arts Club. That is called Dumbledore's Army. Because Fudge fears that the ki- Dumbledore will make the kids his own army. So that that's, that's the more overall recap. The next morning, Hermione pleads with Hagrid to only teach something safe. Well, she she goes by herself because the guys, once again, have a mountain of homework that they have to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, but Hagrid only responds that nobody in in their right mind would rather study gnarls than chimeras. Hermione assures Harry and Ron that Hagrid must be joking about chimeras. I mean... I would not. I wouldn't make that assumption. I wouldn't either. Um, Hagrid still refuses to explain his injuries. Which, I mean... He doesn't have to. He's an adult. They're but, kids. No, but also, he went to go meet giants. They're kind of violent. They see little giant. They punch. Explained. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't say anything about them being particularly violent towards him. Just them being violent in general. So the least he could do is be like, yeah, they beat me up. Or, oh, I fell down the side of a mountain. Nothing. Yeah. Um, Hagrid's return to the staff table in the Great Hall for breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, Receives a mixed reception. Fred, George, and Lee Jordan rush to greet him. While Pravati Patil and Lavender seem dismayed and displeased. Well, yeah, and Harry knows that a lot of them, especially them, 
preferred well, especially the Ravenclaws apparently preferred uh, Professor Grubbly Plank's lessons and you know her idea of an interesting class was not one where they might get their heads ripped off yeah well to be fair the only accident that has happened with in Hagrid's class is because of Malfoy that well, we're aware of. major accident. The other yeah. ones, remember, the blast-ended scroots would burn them all the time. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's incentivizing you to run a little faster. <laughs> it's also physical education. He's trying to teach them a lot. Sure. Listen, you can doubt Hagrid, but I have never done that. Anyway. I'm just saying. Anyway. In class, Hagrid leads students into the forest. Within are the same scaly, horse-like creatures sporting leathery wings that Harry saw pulling the carriages. Well, they actually had to walk about ten minutes into the really, forest. Really, really deep into yeah. the forest. Yeah. That's, that's a long time. Especially when it's called the Forbidden Forest and you're walking ten minutes into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be a little scared. Not True. gonna lie. The only students in the class who can see the strange beasts are Harry, Neville, and the stringy Slytherin. The creatures, Hagrid explains, are Thestrals and are only visible to people who have seen death. Now Harry understands. He sees them because he witnessed Cedric Diggory's murder during the Triwizard Tournament the previous year. Yeah, so... I think Neville also mentions that, like, he saw... Was it his, like, uncle or something? So, So here's where it is. So Hagrid tells them that they're Thestrals, and Pavardi starts with her, Oh, but they're really, really unlucky. They're supposed to bring all sorts of horrible misfortune on people who see them. Professor Trelawney told me once, and Hagrid chuckling says, No, 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 that's just superstition. Um, they aren't unlucky. They're dead clever and useful. Of course, this lot don't get a lot of work. It's mainly just pulling the school carriages, unless Dumbledore's taking a long journey and doesn't want to aberrate. The interesting thing, well, the thing that, I mean, sort of um, reinforces the whole, like, these are odd, ominous creatures is, like, the way, well, part of the way to summon them besides Hagrid calling them, which is a shrieking cry, is using fresh meat. Like bloody meat to get their their attention. What 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 are you? Hello. Yes, I'm listening. Why do you not respond? Because I'm reading to try to find what it says. So. Anyway, they'll be attracted by the smell of the meat, but I'm going to try and give them a call anyway because they'll want, uh, they'll like to know it's me. So no. Assuming they can understand you, of course. So he's asking who can see them. Yeah. And Neville raises his hand. Harry raises his hand. Um, and he says, you can see the Thestrals long bottom, can you? Who did you see die? And he said, my, my granddad. Okay, I thought it was. Yes. And all the while, Umbridge is there. And she's doing her her review of Hagrid's class. And she's literally writing notes that have nothing to do with what they're doing. So she's like, are you aware that the Ministry of Magic has classified Thestrals as dangerous to Hagrid? 
And Hagrid says, Thestrals aren't dangerous. All right, they might take a bite out of you if you really annoy them. And she writes down on her clipboard, shows signs of pleasure at idea of violence. Well, I mean, before that, there was also the, her, him saying, giving her information mm-hmm. and her claiming to not understand him. And when he, like, tries to, like, use his hands and, like, speak louder to explain stuff, has to resort, has to resort to crude sign language. Yes. Dude. Like. Oh, yeah. I, she, oh, she's. Or what was I saying? <clears throat> it appears to have poor short, short-term memory. Yep. Dude. What's the next thing? Um, when Longbottom is, when he, Neville is doing his thing. Um, he's like, come on, Neville, let's, you know, they're okay, come on over. Students are too intimidated to admit they are frightened. And Neville's like, no, no, I'm not scared of them. It's quite all right. I don't like her. Patting Neville on the shoulder with what she evidently intended to be an understanding smile, though it looked more like a leer to Harry. Well, yeah, she... I don't know. There's a lot of things wrong with this. She's the one who made Neville, like, tell the class who he saw die. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know. It's... Mm. She's looking... She's literally just looking for BS to write down on her clipboard. Of course. The thing is that's really interesting about it is, like... She's doing this more so to embarrass Hagrid. Of course she is. Because she she didn't even have to inspect his class. She could just lie. She doesn't need to put on this show. Yeah. She, she, we already know from what Sirius said before in a previous chapter that she's got it out for half breeds what she considers half breeds um basically making it impossible for remus lupin to find a job because of legislature she's passed because he's he's a werewolf unfortunately not through anything he did Mm -hmm. but like she doesn't want him around and hagrid is half giant so of course she doesn't want him around she's scared of other magical beings well, did you did you see the like headcanon that someone created about like Hermione passing laws to help like werewolves be able to find work and stuff? No, Where, but like, I would love that. Yeah, it was like when she became spoiler for Cursed Child. By the way, you, do you want to put a spoiler? I don't no, know it's let's not, not it's do not, it. It's not no, let's not worry about it. Okay. It was just that, like, she becomes part of the ministry in a big way. So, yes. less spoilery, but still kind of thingy. Yes. But she helps she pass helps law. Us. Yeah. She, yeah, she helps pass law. It's called Remus's Law, where businesses that are accredited and approved by the Ministry of Magic cannot discriminate employment based on, like, any kind of... Um, Blood Ma- status malady, or no, yeah. malady that you suffer from. Oh, okay. So, so kind of like the ADA, but yeah. Okay. So instead, uh, and like people don't call like them werewolves because it's almost like a derogatory thing where it's like they're less than human or like whatever. It's people who suffer from lycanthropy instead. I like it. And she like, passes all these laws to help them get work and be able to find places to live and stuff like that. And like 
one of the laws was one of the part of the law was like ministry like administered um wolfsbane potion good and stuff and it's all called remus's law i love it i read it i was like this is amazing because this she would do that she would do that random random thing i saw by the way i'll, I'll see I if like i can it. find it yes send it to me yes um so again she's doing it more so to embarrass Hagrid than anything else mm-hmm. make him feel horrendous because she's not hiding her voice walking no. with the slytherins can you understand Hagrid? oh of course you can't scribble 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 do you like the lessons? Of course you don't scribble, scribble, Yes, because scribble. Pansy says no, because, well, it sounds like grunting a lot of the time. Exactly. Such a liar. <sighs> uh, she just, she irritates me so very badly. <sighs> well, th- this is what Hermione says. You see what she's up to? It's her thing about half-breeds all over again. She's trying to make out Hagrid some kind of dim-witted troll... Just because he had a giant test for a mother. And oh, it's not fair. That really wasn't a bad lesson at all. I mean, alright, if it had been blasted scroots again, but Thestrals are fine. In fact, for Hagrid, they're really good. Umbridge said they're dangerous, said Ron. Well, it's like Hagrid said. They can look after themselves, said Hermione impatiently. And I suppose a teacher like Grubbly Plank wouldn't usually show them to us before Newt level. But, well, they are very interesting, aren't they? The way some people can see them and some can't. I wish I could. Do you? Harry asked her quietly. She looked horror-struck. Oh, Harry, I'm sorry. No, of course I don't. That was a really stupid thing to say. It's okay, said quickly. Don't worry. And then, like, you can see that they really care about making sure that Hagrid stays. Because, I mean, they adore Hagrid. Oh, everyone adores Hagrid, except for Slytherins. Yeah. But well, that's and, just because... And the thing, like, no one really... Okay. They may dislike him as a teacher. Like, the Ravenclaws. I yes. Mean. But, like, surely they have to see that Hagrid is well-meaning. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, yeah, but even a well-meaning person can mess things up. So, I get it from some from a group of people who are known to be super studious and care about intelligence wit um doing well in things yes ravenclaws the ravenclaws at hogwarts during this time period would be like uh grubbly plank all the way because she's not going to try to do anything that might kill us and we can still learn and be ready for our exams Whereas Hagrid's like, I want it to be interesting. And yeah, you'll learn at the same time. Yep. And the reason why Umbridge is, uh, I think, if I recall correctly, didn't, wasn't there, uh, didn't Grubbly Plank go through the yes. assessment as well? And Umbridge yes. was... Loved her. Yeah, because guess what? Grubbly Plank is neutral. She has no ties to Dumbledore. She has no ties to anyone. Grubbly exactly. Plank was just there to Teach, do a job. Literally. Yeah. It's so funny because it feels like the teachers at Hogwarts, the the ones that we are shown and stuff, they have a side. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think the most neutral one outside of, in the whole cast of teachers that we see, is probably Flitwick. Oh, yeah. He's probably the most neutral one of them all. But even then, his allegiance is kind of with McGonagall. I feel like they're like low-key very good friends. Oh, they are. 
I yeah. I have it in my head that they've been friends forever since she became a professor because yeah. I feel like she became a professor after him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's the way it is in my head. And I think he showed her the ropes and now they just randomly have tea whenever they're hanging out. And, and I think we know that McGonagall is a hat stall. We've mentioned it in a different episode. So is Flitwick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They were both hat stalls. And, and so, they went the opposite way. Yeah. She went Gryffindor and he went Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. But they value the other mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So I think and that so I they... think that's why they value each other a lot. It's just like where... This is like another headcanon thing because we never see... We never see them really interact. Um, too, and too why much. would we? Because it's called Harry Potter and... Yeah, exactly. It's from the student's perspective. He's not going to be like, let me hang out with the professors yeah, exactly. and find out who's friends with who. Exactly. But it makes sense that they would be friends. Yeah. And McGonagall is friends with Madame Pomfrey because she called her Poppy, Poppy a few times. Yeah. So I know because she's... McGonagall is like Albus to Dumbledore. Yeah. She's the only one that I've heard her heard call him Albus. True. And he's a powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. Powerful, influential wizard. Even during this time where the ministry is trying to whatever him. Well, the one thing that I respect a lot about McGonagall is she does not cower. No. When, when She does not back down. When Fudge, the minister of magic did not good things at the end of well he bringing the Dementor to the castle to see Barty Crouch Jr. and then the kiss happened she yelled at him straight up mm-hmm. and was like what the hell is wrong with you mm-hmm. like respect no McGonagall doesn't take flack from anybody she's not she's not gonna she's not gonna put up with it she just doesn't do that if you're going to do something that is not okay, she's going to let you know that what you did is not okay. Yep. Even if you're one of her students, one of somebody in her house, she's not afraid to be like, you messed up 50 points from your house. Like, it's my house, so it hurts me, but you need to learn. Yep. Like she did, you know. Yes. Previously. So. Which is why I said 50 points. Yes. Yes. Banned from Quidditch. Harry has little to look forward to except Dumbledore's army, which unfortunately is suspended un- over Christmas break because yeah the majority of the students are going back home. Well, and Ron and Hermione, remember, they're prefects, so they still have to do all their prefect stuff. And with Christmas approaching, it gets even more difficult mm-hmm. because they have more to do. They have to supervise decoration of the castle. They have to watch over first and second year spending break times inside because it's too cold um they have to patrol the corridors and shifts with filch who suspected the the holiday spirit might show itself in an outbreak of wizard duels yes so something i found interesting is why they don't have furs on their like winter cloaks i understand yeah that's not eastern europe where it's like very 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 cold but like let's not pretend that Scotland is like a sunny tropical location. Wait, it's not. Surprise. <laughs> Kill surprise. So I, I think that their winters would be very, very like, um, cold, punishing, and cold, and 
Maybe they have cloaks that are fur-lined and we just don't know? It would have been on his... No, no, it would have been on his school list in the first book where it would have been like... Fur-lined cloak. Yeah, something. Maybe. But again, that's the interesting thing about books like this is like, who's to say that wasn't on the list after that year or something? Or who's to say that like, they're not already just that way by default? Like Malkin, 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 Sheep Mole, Malkin, Molly, 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 Malkin. She just does that, you know. Yeah. So you know, maybe she enchants them to help them be impermeable to weather, so that it keeps them warm, it keeps them dry if it's raining or snowing heavily. So, that that could be a thing, but then. The fur, the furred cloaks that the Dermshank students have mm-hmm. is just aesthetic, then. Yeah. Yeah, fashion icons, honestly. Okay. Hey, they also do capoeira, apparently. So, True. they're fashion yeah. icons and martial artists. Yes. Learned in the Brazilian style. Kings, I say. The prospect of an idle and tedious Christmas break vexes Harry until Ron remembers something. Harry is invited to the borough for Christmas. Yes. Oh, and guess what? Because they're so busy, Hermione's also stopped knitting her elf hats. Huzzah. And she's so sad because she's down to three. Little does she know. Dobby's got all of them. Yes. Entering the room of requirement, Harry finds Dobby has decorated it extravagantly. Harry removes most decorations... But mistletoe is still hanging when the students arrive. Hold on a second. There's a banner. There's a banner with a picture of Harry's face on it. And it says, have a very hairy Christmas. I would have kept that up. And he's like, yeah, I'm taking that down. And there's baubles all over the place. Hundreds of golden baubles hanging from the ceiling. Like, that's just so cute. Very true. Yes. Um, anyway, Harry has them practice the impediment jinx and stunning, which has its own um, fun moments. Because stunning people is literally bowling them over, and they're, like, not necessarily unconscious, but close to it, you know? Yeah. While they're practicing, this is when we find out that Angelina has replaced Harry. Um, as Seeker. And guess who the new Seeker is? Who? Jenny Weasley. Hey. Hey. Harry just stares at Angelina and she's like, yeah, I know, but she's pretty good, actually. Nothing on you, of course. But as we can't have you. <laughs> yeah. And Beaters, they've replaced them with uh, the Weasley twins with Andrew Kirk and Jack Sloper. Neither of them are brilliant, but compared with the rest of the idiots who turned up. <laughs> so, Angelina's a legend. Yes. So, Quidditch team update, and then people trying and failing or succeeding at stunning people mm-hmm. and um, reviving them. Where I think this is the first time we see Renovate. No, we've mentioned it before. We've seen it before. But, but it's still an interesting... I'm curious, mm-hmm. is that the counter to being stunned and reviving someone? Or can that be used to just revive someone in general? 
That's a good question. I would think that it would be the counter to the impedimenta. No, no, to to to, to stupefy. No, no, to stupefy. Yeah, that's what I meant. I think it would be the counter to stupefy because you're you're basically undoing the spell that was cast by casting this other spell. Mm-hmm. It's just the reversal. I don't think it would be enough to like revive an unconscious person who was beaten on the head and that's how they were unconscious. I think you'd have to fix the underlying health thing that's mm-hmm. knocked them unconscious and then you might be able to renovate. Well, this is the interesting thing because we see spells have varying like degrees of what they do. And mm-hmm. I'm unsure if that's like maybe someone understands a spell better. Maybe their wand material is for more powerful explosive spells versus subtle magic. Like we've seen Expelliarmus like throw people. We've seen stupefy yes. blast people back, but they get right back up. But we've also seen them like go like sort of semi unconscious, like in a weird state in between where they're just not moving and a renovate will pick them right back up. We've also seen that like I mean for McGonagall here shortly in a couple of chapters, actually. Yeah, we're not gonna Yes. She gets stunned and renovate isn't enough or enervate isn't enough to pick her back up. Whichever one you want to say. I know that one version of the book says enervate and then it was changed to renovate later because they wanted to do a revive and enervate together because enervate, it was confusing. So they I, I went like to renovate. better than renovate, I, you know, either one works for me, honestly. True. Um, yeah, I feel like the more experience you have with channeling your magic, mm. because obviously that's what they're doing with their wand mm. um, and their spells. I feel like the more practice you have, the better you are at it, so the better your spells are. So instead of me just going, you know, um, Expelliarmus to disarm you, mm. instead of your wand being yeeted out of your hand, the first few times I do it, that's great. But what if my Expelliarmus next time yeets you because I've been doing it so often that it just works? What if I, the first time I try to stupefy you, you fall on your behind, but you get back up because I don't know the proper form, the proper wand flicks and motions, and I don't have the right intention behind it. But a year from now, if I keep practicing it, the next time I stupefy, you are going to be unconscious. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting because, like, we just see varying degrees of power behind spells. Yes. And so I wonder, I mean, that's definitely, like, a part of it mm-hmm. is experience with the spell. But there there has to be, there, there should be more to it. Well, well, and that's the main thing that they're doing here you get better the more you do it. So they're practicing it over and over again. True. To actually be able to incapacitate someone for a short period. Yeah. As opposed to maybe... I don't know. My brain goes, if you don't know how to stupefy very well and you use it, you're probably just going to like have someone pause for a second. Maybe that's all you need to run away. True. 
maybe that's all you need to hide. Maybe that's all you need to counter their next curse at you. Even if you're not a master at that one spell, maybe it's the thing, maybe practicing it a couple of times, having the practical knowledge will give you enough time to save yourself. True. Okay, we continue. Continue. Um, so everything's going great. Everyone is practicing. They're doing better. Some of them are, are doing mas o menos so-so. Sorry, it just came out. Some of them are doing so-so, um, including stunning, in, including Neville stunning Padma Patil instead of Dean at whom he was aiming, but it was much closer than his usual misses. So he considered that enormous progress. Yes. Yes. Um, and everyone's leaving and Harry decides that he's going to hang back a little bit. Because well, before that, Harry promises that they're going to try bigger things come the new year. Mm-hmm. Which is exciting for a lot of them because, like... So, at first was Expelliarmus, mm-hmm. which... Who was it? What was it? It was Zachariah Smith. Was just like, this is nothing. Show us real magic, I guess. Which is like, bro, shut the hell up. Can you do this? Because if you can't, <laughs> then shut it and do it. Exactly. And like even now, we're a, like a month or two later. And they're still not at proficient big, at it. But not, they're just not at big things. They're not at very impressive magic. Yeah. They're doing basic things like impedimenta, which is just a slowing slash stopping yes. charm. Or Jinx. Yes. And then the stunning spell. Yes. So they're still not at, like... They're basically at where Harry was first task. Yes. Last year. And like you said, they're going to try bigger stuff after the holidays. And he even says maybe even Patronuses. Which gets everyone excited. Oh, yeah. And, you know, everybody starts leaving the way they did last time in twos and threes. Everybody's wishing everybody a a happy Christmas as they go. Yep. And then Harry hangs back. Why does Harry hang back, Al? Why? Well, Cho lingers. Oh. And, uh... She actually tells her friend Marietta, no, you go on. Harry mm-hmm. hears her say this. Hmm. 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 Well, the Why? thing that, the thing that kind of sucks is Cho brings up how she misses Cedric and wonders if he had known what Harry is teaching, would he still be alive? Yeah. Well, Harry, like, so, lets her so, know. Yeah. So this he is... did know it. He actually says he did know this stuff, he was really good at it, or he could never have got to the middle of the maze. But if Voldemort really wants to kill you, you don't stand a chance. Yep. And And then she says, you survived when you were just a baby. And he says, yeah, well, I don't know why, nor does anyone else, so it's nothing to be proud of. True. Anyway, Cho compliments Harry as being a good teacher... And maneuvering him under the mistletoe, kisses him. Ooh. Oh my god, Harry boy. He got a kiss. He got a kiss. And, oh, she actually, before they kiss, he sa- she says, 
I really like you, Harry. <laughs> and it says, he could not think. A tingling sensation was spreading throughout him, paralyzing his arms, legs, and brain. Yes. Yeah. So he returned to the common room half an hour later to find Hermione and Ron in the best seats by the fire. Nearly everybody else had gone to bed. What kept you? Ron asked as Harry sank into the armchair next to Hermione's. Harry, in an apparent state of shock, did not reply. Yes. So and they, they tried to confirm again, like, you know, what happened. What happened. And he's like, well, it, it, Hermione says, is it Cho? Did she corner you after the meeting? And he's like, so, um, she, um, and Hermione's like, did you kiss? <laughs> Hermione can't wait. Hermione sure. just wants to know. And Ron looks over. He's like, well, and <laughs> somebody says, ha. Huh? And he's like, and Ron is like, well, how was it? And Harry says, what? what? <laughs> so I think this is the scene really where JK decided to separate Ron, not Ron, uh, Harry and Hermione as ever potentially being a romantic couple mm -hmm. is this thing because Hermione is truly like, she just wants the tea. She's not jealous. Oh, she doesn't yeah. care. She just like wants to. Give me the information now. Because originally JK wanted Harry and Hermione to end up together. Yes. But it just, I don't know. The, the way the universe unfolded, like, around what she was writing mm -hmm. just didn't make sense. It didn't feel right for them. And isn't that crazy that sometimes when you can write a story, you have a trajectory in your head, mm -hmm. and then the story itself just has its own life, and it goes elsewhere? Yeah. I think I read somewhere that for a while she wanted Hermione to end up with Fred. I feel like that's someone's weird headcanon. No, I'm I think I... I'm pretty sure I've read that as well somewhere else, where it's yeah. like... Hermione, like, really got along with Fred and could identify yeah. him from George, and they, like, yeah. got along and stuff. And that's definitely a headcanon. I don't think that's something that JK wanted. We'll see. J fr look. From her mouth in an interview, she said that she wanted yeah. Harry and Hermione to be together. Um, yeah. It just doesn't work, and she almost killed Ron off. Well, true. She also didn't want to kill. Wait. Other characters. So we're going to keep so, going. Yes, there's more deaths. Okay. Oh, there's always more deaths. It's a seven book series. Yes. So um, Harry would just... So kiss, wet. And Ron is like, what? And Harry's like, well, she's she's crying. Yeah. And then and Hermione then, is like, well, she cries all the time. And Ron is like, maybe you're bad at kissing. And Hermione's like, no, she's she like you said, she cries because Cho spends half her time crying these days. She does it at meal times in the loos all over the place. And Ron, Ron does the thing a teenage boy would do. He says, "You'd think a bit of kissing would cheer her up." Ron, you are the most insensitive wart I have ever had the misfortune to meet. What's that supposed to mean? What sort of person cries while someone's kissing them? And Ron and Harry says, yeah, who does? And then Hermione explains, well, obviously she's feeling very sad because of Cedric dying. 
Then I expect she's feeling confused because she likes Cedric and now she likes Harry and she can't work out who she likes best. Then she'll be feeling guilty, thinking it's an insult to Cedric's memory to be kissing Harry at all, and she'll be worrying about what everyone else might say about her if she starts going out with Harry. And she probably can't work out what her feelings toward Harry are anyway, because he was the one who was with Cedric when Cedric died. So that's all very mixed up and painful. Oh, and she's afraid she's going to be thrown off the Ravenclaw Quidditch team because she's been flying so badly. And Ron says, one person can't feel all that at once. They'd explode. Just because you've got the emotional range of a teaspoon doesn't mean we all have. <laughs> I like the way that was done in the movie. True. Yeah. She was the one who started it, said Harry. I wouldn't have... She just sort of came at me. The next thing she's crying all over me. I didn't know what to do. Don't blame you, mate. So let's go back to the little thing. And Hermione says, you just have to be nice to her. You, you, you just had to be nice to her. You were, weren't you? Well, and Harry says, well, I sort of patted her on the back a little. <laughs> it could have been worse. <laughs> um, when Ron, uh, we're going to skip a little bit. Yeah. When Ron notices Hermione is writing to Victor Crumb, he lapses into disgruntled silence. Very little else is said until everyone is in bed. While falling asleep, Harry thinks that Hogwarts should teach boys how to understand girls. True, brother, true. <laughs> and Harry thinks to himself, that's that's what they should teach us here. How girls' brains work. It'd be more useful than divination, anyway. Yes. So, um, Harry, dream, uh, Harry has fallen to sleep. Into a sleep. Words are hard. Mm -hmm. Harry dreams he is a snake slithering down a long hallway. A man hiding under a silvery cloak draws his wand as Harry attacks him with his venomous fangs. <sighs> Harry awakens screaming and with his uh, scar searing and is convinced this dream was real and that the man attacked was Mr. Weasley. Yes, he's actually like, your dad, your dad's been attacked. What? Said Ron uncomprehendingly. Your dad, he's been bitten. It's serious. There was blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going. I'm going for help," said the same scared voice. And Harry heard footsteps running out of the dormitory. Harry, mate, you were you were just dreaming. No, it wasn't a dream. Not an ordinary dream. I was there. I saw it. I did it. And he heard Seamus and Dean muttering, but did not care. The pain in his forehead was, you know, slowly subsiding. But he was sweating and shivering. Uh, Harry, you're not well. Neville's gone for help. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. It's your dad you've got to worry about. We need to find out where he is. He's bleeding like mad. I was... It was a huge snake. Over here, Professor. And it's Professor McGonagall brought in by Neville. Um, and she asks... She hurries to Harry... You know, still kind of unkempt from having just been abruptly woken up. What is it, Potter? Where does it hurt? It's Ron's dad. He's been attacked by a snake and it's serious. I saw it happen. What do you mean you saw it happen? I don't know. I was asleep and then I was there. You mean you dreamed this? No! I was having a dream at first about something completely different. Something stupid. And then this interrupted it. It was real. I didn't imagine it. Mr. Weasley was asleep on the floor, and he was attacked by a gigantic snake. 
There was a load of blood. He collapsed. Someone's got to find out where he is. Uh, Professor McGonagall was gazing at him through her lopsided spectacles, as though horrified at what she was seeing. I'm not lying. I'm not mad. I tell you, I saw it happen. I believe you, Potter, said Professor McGonagall. Put on your dressing gown. We're going to see the headmaster. You know yeah. what we should definitely do? What should we definitely do? We should read more of it. The book. Like, in terms of, like, the review, because it's actually kind of fun. I I enjoy it, and we do every once in a while. So, so we're why, do- why can't we read more of it? Because then we run into issues of, of oh, copyright. copyright. Stuff because you can't. Yeah. True. We have to figure out what the right amount of reading is. Well, we do the right amount of reading. But I think the end there was like, this is totally, by the way, off, like off. This is something that we should be talking about. Yes, and we'll do it right afterwards. Okay. Okay. So that was the end of that chapter. Yes. Um, poor Mr. Weasley, something happened. Harry Potter shall not be known as Snake Boy. Mm-mm. His alter ego. He was already Snake Boy. From year two. He was Snakey Boy. Now he's Snake Boy. <gasps> oh. Dun dun dun. Yeah. It's craziness. Yes. Harry Harry had his first kiss with Cho. I don't know why that was so gratifying to read when I was younger. Because he finally got the girl he wanted. True. But in like the worst way possible as well though. Well yes. Because but I was, I was like, because, yeah. Oh. If, yeah. Oh. if it had been better. Mm-hmm. Things may have turned out differently. Mm-hmm. It had to be weird because neither of them were in a place where it would work well for them as a couple. Yes. So Harry has to grow as a person. Cho has to get over it. And there is no time, not time frame. There is no established time frame on grieving. You grieve as long as you grieve. And she's a teenager whose first boyfriend died. Whose first boyfriend was murdered. It's not even a, like, he didn't get sick and then pass away. Like, somebody killed him. So, it's not, it's just weird. Well, the thing is, is that, unfortunately, murder offers no closure. No, no, it doesn't. So... That's where she stands. And, like, all those things that Hermione said, like, are so incredibly valid. I think besides where it's, like, who she likes best. Yeah. Because it's kind of irrelevant. Because I think I think that was Hermione projecting. A little bit. Because that has nothing to do with the current situation. Because my guy is dead. Mm-hmm. Cedric is gone, bro. Does it matter if she likes Cedric best? He's not there. Exactly. She can't make a choice between them because a choice is not viable. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I think the rest of it was very legitimate. Yes. What people are going to say, really what she feels for Harry, because she seemed to like him a bit the year before. I mean, to the point that she apologized (coughs) not being able to go to the Yule Ball with him. Yes. Maybe that was more of to save his ego No, because she said, I really am sorry. True. She didn't have to add that second one. 
That first one would have been a, oh, I'm sorry, to save him some embarrassment. Mm. The second one was because she kind of wished that he did. Because that's how her and Cedric started dating, because of that. Yep. So if he had gotten the nerve a day early... Or as soon as it was a thing, yeah. they'd just been like, "Hey, want to go to want to go to the ball together?" Like they'd be dating right now. Yeah. Cedric dying wouldn't have been such like an earth shattering thing for her. Yes, it would have been a sad thing. You know, it would have been as sad for her as it is for everyone but Harry. Yep. So interesting. It's very interesting. I like the psychology of the stuff because, like, it's all just like. Straightforward, but also not. But also, yeah. yes. It's... So, humans, whether they're written or or actually in real life, mm-hmm. they all kind of go around the same lines of, of thought. You know? He's, he's a teenage boy, so he's not thinking as clearly as someone who is older. And he's making decisions as a teenage boy who's who has a crush but is still grieving so i would not be surprised if part of this is them trauma bonding they went through losing the same person in different respects but they went through losing the same person and the only people that understand that loss is each other which is why i think harry's like like of her transformed into that like like trauma bonded status kind of thing Mm -hmm. where it shows later i think in like two chapters or so maybe even like three chapters where there's valentine's day coming up and harry doesn't even think about that Mm -hmm. he doesn't think about like you know how am i gonna how am i gonna make this really special for cho like that never even crosses his mind no because because, well he it's also because it's the first girl he's into who's into him as well but you would think that because that's the case he would be very excited about valentine's day being able to spend it with her but because his romantic feelings for her have morphed into something else they're no longer romantic we'll save that for that chapter okay but yes i tend to agree with you there okay off we go all right bye everyone goodbye i like reading i like reading too yeah